Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And I'm Ozzy. In this episode, we will be recapping the finale of The Bachelor, and we will be reviewing Table 19 and recapping The Walking Dead and Star Wars Rebels. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy, how are you doing? I'm excited. I'm excited. You know what I'm saying? It's Beauty and the Beast week. That's true. That's Definitely, true. Definitely, we got hype because we were in Beauty and the Beast. By the way, fun fact, Carlos was the Beast and I was Clogsworth. And Jake, giving a shout out to Jake, he was Lumiere. Duo of the year right there. <laughs> 2014 duo of the year, bro. <laughs> so I'm definitely excited. It has it has to keep up to our show. It has to keep up to the show. It definitely has to keep up to the animated movie. It's the well, show, obviously. and then Space Bar. I, I love how <laughs> to you movie. the standard is our high school musical. That was a great musical, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it was. Like, I'm like, actually very proud of that. that I've been a part of. That's like it's it's either a close second or a first. <laughs> I'm comparing it because it was Jekyll and Hyde, and then Beat in the Yeah, you were like, in Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. I'm like, Ugh. All right. <laughs> um, well, as you kind of heard from my very messy intro at the top, which, whatever, I'm too tired to care at this point, um, we are recapping the season finale of The Bachelor, which, if you follow us to any extent, you know that on our YouTube channel, we normally do that, but because we're all on um, spring break right now, um, because we all are poor college students, and... Um, we, we're not all together right now to be doing the YouTube um, version of The Bachelor Recaps, so we're going to do, do it like we did with the first episode of The Bachelor this season. Bob is joining us to recap The Bachelor. Bob, how you doing? Uh, I'm good. Here's a fun little fact. Um, Enrique actually sent me and Miles a scene from your high school production of Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> and I'll tell you this, Carlos, you were good. I hate you. Technically, <laughs> you should hate Enrique for sending. It. Well, maybe I do. I don't know. <laughs> we almost put that in our last uh, recap video. Yo, honestly, you shut up, man. He had the whole thing going on with the mask I and the know. whole. I wanted the world to see and everything. Yeah, it was great. It was like, great. Why hide art? You know, you're gonna. How long did it take to do your makeup? Like an hour? Oh yeah, that's what you guys are. <laughs> you guys are giving me Vietnam War flashbacks of <laughs> ripping off the makeup and like five seconds to, to go like I, like i would we had this one makeup person that i'd be like carol let's go uh, right after the scene the last scene i'm in the makeup we run up to the changing room she's scraping the makeup off my face i'm taking the entire headpiece off oh yeah when the it transformation happened yeah that was that was yeah. tough i had to like Jeez. roll i had to like throw my box because i was in a box <laughs> so i just like left my box it's an ozzy in a box 
um, oh but, god, that was crazy. That, good uh, yeah, times. So man. good times. Yeah, it was fun. It was just the, those stressful moments are what give me panic I attacks. Love rehearsals, man. Uh, <laughs> Miss those days so much. All right. Well, <laughs> let's continue. Not continue talking about things that people don't <laughs> care about, and let's talk about something that some people care about: The Bachelor. So, Bob. I actually kind of know what happened with The Bachelor, um, just because I did. I watched it for the one episode that I needed to watch it for um, yeah. when I was on the recap, and then basically was, from there, was a good episode. Go check that out. YouTube.com/slash/Greenfellow. Yeah, definitely, definitely, um, and also, yeah, definitely go. Even though The Bachelor's over, if you have not watched The Bachelor recaps, they're freaking hilarious. So go back and watch them on the YouTube channel. Uh, we even have like. Um, a segment that they couldn't put on or because of just how it worked out, we couldn't fit it onto a bachelor recap. So it's just a video in, in and of itself. It's the Pete on the street with him sleeping everywhere. That's a great Spoilers, video as well. Carlos, now everyone knows what it's about. Well, sorry. <laughs> you want me to beep that out? <laughs> um, but so yeah, definitely go check those out. But I watched the one episode that, I was on the recap for, and then from there on out, I basically just followed it from you guys and from the recaps, and then also on Snapchat, did you know they do like a watch-along type thing? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I would click that. on those. Um, There's only one recap that matters to me. <laughs> yeah, my- I, but I would just kind of fling through those um, every once in a while, so that, that was yeah. how I kind of followed along. Um, but yeah, so... I definitely am very interested to hear your thoughts on the finale, um, because you called it right, so why don't you talk about that? I did. Okay, do you want me to recap it? Yeah, go for it. Recaps? Okay, uh, here's the rapid recap. Nick was more excited to see Raven than Vanessa when they were meeting his family. Uh, Vanessa then said that she is the happiest she's ever been in her life, which is weird because I don't see her smile ever on the show. (laughs) Nick's family obviously loved Raven way more than they liked Vanessa because they were kind of just curious about Vanessa. Uh, Nick took Vanessa on literally the dumbest date ever. They went to go meet Santa Claus. Then he took Raven ice skating to sit around a campfire, and they played with puppies, and they looked a million times happier and in love than I've ever seen Nick and Vanessa. Um, when Nick had to tell Raven that he did not want to be with her, he you could tell he was so in love with her, and the producers wanted him to pick Vanessa. Um, at this point, I was so right. Stupid. Yeah, That's it was really so obvious. Dumb. Yeah, that's why I can't do these shows, man. <laughs> first of all, first of all, you either got a guy or a girl making out with everybody else in the whole entire room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Congrats. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that's stupid. But whatever. All right, continue on. That was it. I mean, Vanessa won or lost, depending on how you feel about Nick. <laughs> um, really, in the end, I'm the big winner because I was right. You guys, I picked you guys, Vanessa day one. Did you guys bet money on this? No. <laughs> I wanted to. But That's how confident I was. I was like, you know what? I can pick a woman out of a pool of thirty to win the heart of this sociopath. <laughs> and I was right. Well, you know what the but problem no is? You you didn't have people hooked yet because you ended up having like an entire crew that would go and watch this with you. That is but true. when we, we first started people, out, you yeah. didn't like it was just basically just you. So. I think that was the problem. I think next time around, or if you guys, I mean, I know you said you don't watch The Bachelorette, but if you ended up doing that, I think you would if get If we end up doing that, yeah. You know what? Uh, it, I when think does I could have gotten Chucky's start? When does The Bachelorette start? The Bachelorette? Yeah. Uh, I think it starts sometime this summer. We're going to do it. 
We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. I'll watch it. You're gonna watch I, it. I'll freaking watch that damn. Show. I'll make fun of it. Okay, I'll make fun oh, of yeah. the show. Anyway, it's a lot easier to make fun of it than take it seriously. I'll make fun of it and take it seriously at the same time. With it. You know what? Fair I, just feel like, I just feel like Sharon should have chosen Nick over John, but you know, it's just me. John yeah. has more of a stable career. <laughs> um. All right. So. I because I have some sort of knowledge of this show, I guess because you know I know these people's names. I guess that's the basis of my knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> or I know some Who of their went names. Home the week that you were on. What? Who went home the week you were on? I'm just that's trying a... to remember. Christina. No, it wasn't. No, Christina. Christina went home. I don't know. I mean, it was, they're probably forgettable. So I, <laughs> I think it was. Was it Karen? Maybe there it was. was no it wasn't Sarah, was it? No, I think it was Sarah. It could have been Sarah. It might have been Sarah. I th- yeah, I think it was Sarah. Um, but anyway, so you you obviously, based on your recap, you are very certain that Raven should have won. Is that kind of the consensus? Because that's what yeah. I gathered from online. I mean, if in love means you only have like serious, depressing conversations and don't smile when you're together, then Nick and Vanessa are totally in love. <laughs> But if in love is like you can see an instant connection between two people who are always having a good time and enjoying each other and can't take a smile off their face, then he was in love with Raven. It's just what in love means to you. But I think Raven, he should have picked Raven. He should have picked Raven. Well, I I think Raven has those amazing eyes. (laughs) It's like she's staring right into your soul. <laughs> it's like she's staring into your soul. It's like you have to wake up and she's just staring oh, into your man. soul. And it's amazing. You know it's an amazing feeling, honestly. It is, because you know she's not just about what's on the outside. She cares about what's deep inside. That's true. You can but see it. Don't you think, I mean, I, I recall, I believe Miles said a very similar thing about Vanessa. So uh, can you agree that these are both the, the f- two finalists were both the two kind of most real people on the show? I don't think yeah. so. Yeah. Who do you think was more real? <sighs> Raven. Probably Raven. Yeah. I mean, well, I think yeah, Raven's a better about- person. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. I mean, I I don't, they're I both good people. I think I think Vanessa kind of had that fake vibe sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, yeah. So- Here's a little Big J journalism I did that I was going to break the story on the recap and then Barstool Trent, I'm a huge fan, but I'm a little upset he cucked this story from me. Um, Vanessa is a former actress. So, obviously, she knows how to fake it, and she was probably in there just for Dude, fame. that makes all the sense, because she's on TV, so she could yep. be acting this whole entire time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As soon as the show ends, fake. they could honestly pull a Kardashian move here and say, yo, yep. we were together for three months, that's it. Honestly. Yeah, because, yeah, okay, so they only know each other from the filming of the show, mm-hmm. and the short amount of time they've been together since it ended filming. So they could pull the, you know, we are getting to know each other after the show ended and it turns out we don't think we're right for each other. They could easily pull that card. Yeah. That's what a lot do of you, people do. Okay, so I guess that's, the, that's really the big question. How long do you think the relationship lasts? I give it two months. I think you're lowballing it. <laughs> okay, three. Uh, I would say three or four. It depends on how he does on Dancing with the Stars. Okay. That's kind of a dick move. <laughs> well, she's going to she's gonna leave him. 
That's still that's a dick move. So like, if he lo- way- like, what if he loses the first round? You know, your girlfriend is supposed oh, to be supportive well, of you, yeah. even in tough times. And she's like, yeah, you know, see, you lost. Here's the thing. I think if he makes it a long way, then that's, like, they'll break up at a certain point. It just, if he does well on the show, they'll break up after that. But if he doesn't do well, they have to wait a long time. Now I, n- no, now I don't like, like, like her. Now I don't like her. Because now she's oh, just in there for the success and not for the failures oh. as well. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what he's, that's his point, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah that's like what I'm her. saying. Like, for PR, ABC's not going to let them break up right after he loses. Look, man, I, I don't like this girl already. She just, well, she's got me upset. She's Canadian, too. Oh God! Do I mean, do we see Raven on another version of these shows? I think she. I she, believe I wanted to be the Bachelorette after the final rose. I think she said she's going to go on Bachelor in Paradise. Okay. okay. Um, I would have loved to see her as the Bachelorette That's instead weird. of Rachel. Well, yeah, I I agree. I'm not uh, Rachel. Never wowed me in any sense. So. Whatever. Yeah, okay. That's I mean, why everyone's so confused. <laughs> and they also did that weird thing where they like announced that she was a bachelorette before they kicked her before off. Before she was eliminated. <laughs> I don't get it. it didn't make any sense. I, do you think it was because they, it was going like, to get leaked or something, so they wanted to get ahead of it? Uh, so yeah, stupid. because I found out before more Big J journalism. I found out before it was officially announced. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was probably Sources. it then. Yeah, it's so really dumb. Yeah. What if Nick? What if? What if the Bachelorette actually chosen her? That would be really awkward. Well, then she couldn't have been the Bachelorette. Um, um, but there are so many better choices. Uh, yeah. Christina, either of the Daniels. My Raven, pick was Danielle. Corinne. Oh, yeah, Everyone wanted to see Corinne yeah. come back. Yeah, that's true. So um, it's just there are so many better options. Yeah. Okay. Real quick, I want to ask you. I want to ask you about the proposal real quick. But first of all. What did you think of Corinne's um, Instagram video or Twitter video or whatever it was about na- International Napping Day? I was a huge fan. That was great. Because was great. I love the storyline <laughs> of how she's like the biggest pro-nap person. Like I think we're tied for who's more pro-nap. Um, but I loved it because it like directly tied in yeah. with our video that we posted. Exactly. It was amazing timing. Oh man, it was perfect, and um, I, and it was actually really funny. It, it was. <laughs> I mean, the entire napping thing. I feel like it got blown so out of proportion, but it's just hilarious at this point. It really is, and every excuse she made was hilarious as well. Like the whole yeah. Abraham Lincoln took naps. <laughs> yeah, well, he actually did. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's uh, fact. He took a really that's long true. one in Ford Theater. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. All right. All right. All right. right. Okay. So now, my, my, I believe my last question, unless you have anything, Ozzy. Um, the last question I have is how how do you think the proposal went? I think, well, you have to think he's had practice because he was (laughs) on The Bachelorette twice, made it to the finals, got shut down Mm -hmm. during his proposal. So he, he knew the right things to say. Um, I don't know where I stand on him crying during the proposal, because he cried kind of ugly. Yeah. If it was, like, a really sweet, like, one-tier, like, Denzel and Glory, then I'd been like, oh. But it was just kind of like an ugly cry. Like, you could hear him sniffling. I was like, oh. Oh, be a man about this. Um, But I guess he said the right things. I wouldn't know. I've never proposed. Did he have... Proposed to. I mean, uh... Stupid. Okay, so 
How how long have you watched The Bachelor? I have watched one other season of The Bachelor and okay. one season of The Bachelorette. Okay, okay. I'm not a historian of the show. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but how... All right, if you had to give this season a rating, what would you give it? It was probably the most boring I've seen. Of the three, it was easily the most boring. Okay. All right, well... I would say our recaps were a lot better. <laughs> That's probably true. That's probably true. <laughs> um, all right, Ozzy, do you have anything else? Nah, man. I mean, this sounds like a really depressing show because... <laughs> I don't think it helped that Nick was the Bachelor because... He's a sociopathic homosexual. Hey, hey. You've long been a contender hey. that he was... Gay. I'm not saying there's something wrong with it, <laughs> but why is a gay man with no emotions <laughs> looking for love with 30 women? It just doesn't make sense. All right. Oh my gosh. So, I'm not even going to get into this right now, but <laughs> my whole thing is how can someone lower their standards to a point of being on a show and knowing the girl or dude that your girlfriend that you're sharing a girlfriend with 30 other people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's That's weird. Why, I agree. Yeah, it's just I like, it it's like, hey, man, what are you doing today? Oh, you know, I'm just going to take Casey out. Oh, I'm taking Casey out tomorrow. Oh, man. It's great. <laughs> yeah. I look at it as like a therapeutic thing where you look and you're like, at least I'm not that bad. But like, I'm sitting in a house like, oh, it's your turn to go out there? Okay, cool. I physically, That's I, I get on top of that. And on, and on top of that, yeah. since they kind of sleep around too, like, ugh, no. I can't do it. Yeah, it's just, it reminds you of how good a person you are, because you're not one of them. God, Fair enough. Just, <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, hey, you, Bob, oh, thank you for joining us. For oh, oh, I have one more thing. All right. It's some big J journalism I didn't get to share on the show, because we finished it before I found out. Okay. Um, Danielle M., the person everyone thought was so down to earth and real and everything, because she's like a nurse or whatever. The one that Miles was in love with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that video of Arnold Schwarzenegger going undercover and working at Gold's Gym? Mm-hmm. She was one of the people he talked to. <laughs> I so, kind of wish I was her right now. <laughs> well, yeah, like who wouldn't want that? But I think that was staged and she could be an actress or a former actress. So it's possible. I'm going to put the allegedly tag on there, but that's... Just some big J journalism I did. I'm just going to let you know, Miles may get offended when he hears this. <laughs> oh, I told him about it. Oh, sh- by the way, shout out, Miles. Happy birthday. Yeah. Miles, happy birthday. Happy happy birthday. birthday. I might. Still, I might. Like- I might. You know what, Ma- you know what Miles? I'll, I'll say this. Mad Max deserves five award nominations. <laughs> None of the big ones. None of the big ones. Just the small ones. <laughs> All the ones that you go to the bathroom when they're being announced. Yeah. <laughs> Happy uh, birthday, buddy. Yeah. Mad Max is good. <laughs> Happy it's birthday. Somewhere. You're still kind of a douche for not coming on this episode, but it's yeah, okay. Yeah, it's only like 9 o'clock where you are. You don't have... How old is he turning? 21? 19. Yeah. Aw. Still he's a young buck. Yeah. Still <laughs> All right, I well... I thought he going to get messed up tonight. I thought he's going to be 21, but nope. Uh, Let's be honest. He's kind of messed up all the time. Uh, well, I, I kind of, I kind of knew that when I went over there to go visit you guys. All right. Well, yeah. let's finally wrap this up. I've been trying to close it out. I've been trying to close it out for like five minutes. All right. Close out, Bob. Thank you for joining us for the Bachelor yeah. recap. Um, where can people oh. find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at bwhitehouse89 and on Instagram at oldbob89. 
Awesome, awesome. Sounds cute. Sounds cute. Oh, don't forget to don't forget to plug Miles in my show. We'll oh, we'll do. We will definitely plug that um, after our review. So, All right, cool. thank you for joining us. We will yep. see you around. All right, see you. All right, so now we are going to be reviewing Table Nineteen. If you don't know what this movie is. Um, it is... It's not a bad thing that you don't know about it. Okay. <laughs> Spoilers <laughs> for the review. All right. But yeah, we... Um, this movie is about... It stars Anna Kendrick, and it is about basically she used to date the brother of... Yeah, the best man slash the brother of the bride. Um, bride. And she broke up with him, but she was already kind of going to go to the wedding and she ends up going to the wedding and she sits in the back at this the, basically the last table of table the 19 yeah table 19 with a bunch of people that are just there and that nobody really cares about so that that's the premise of the movie it's kind of a rom-com type thing um yeah so this movie i, I actually i didn't hate the trailers for this movie i kind of was like all right and the reason i was like all right let's go see it was because anna kendrick i really like anna kendrick i'm a huge anna kendrick fan um and this movie was not very good <laughs> no it, um, it was not it good. was actually it was actually bad i i'm gonna say it was bad it was the thing is and this is the this is what I talk because we, we talked about this movie before. We normally don't, but you know we were we had to wait a day to do the review, and you know we're both in the same place right now, so <laughs> we're just like whatever. Um, but I said this to you, and I'll say it again on the podcast. Um, the worst thing I can say about this movie, and this is something that it's really the worst you can say about anything and it's actually <laughs> or about any performance type thing and this is actually i know i'm not stealing this from um kimmel in his uh parody of uh when when he was watching um we bought a zoo with matt damon i'm not stealing it from that i promise but you can tell how hard this movie is trying you understand you get what i'm saying like every time it tries to be funny you're like okay i see that you're trying to be funny every time it tries to be dramatic you're like all right you're trying to be dramatic but it doesn't necessarily hit there and it's like if it worked maybe it would be excusable that you can tell that they're actually they're going for it but they're going for it and they're not necessarily getting there so that that's my biggest problem with this movie but we'll start positive or do you want to get your... What are your overall thoughts? You... Same page? Bored. Okay. Bad. <laughs> performances were crappy. Jeez. Um, yeah, man. All right. Well, let's start positive. What do you got, Ozzy? Uh, um, <laughs> uh, I mean... June Squibb, who plays Joe. Yeah. I mean, I liked it for the first, like, five minutes. <laughs> Um, I thought you Anna... know what the dog was my favorite character. Okay, <laughs> now you're getting ridiculous. Um, I will say I don't think Anna Kendrick is horrible in this. I don't. It's not like her best performance or anything. It's not like she was great. Um, she didn't save the movie or anything, but she was fine. I, she was passable. Um, there are some good ideas in this movie. God, my voice just cracked. That's weird. Um, but there are some good ideas in this movie. But, again, they don't necessarily hit there. And there are even some moments with the dialogue that I actually kind of liked. I know you would disagree. I There were some moments that made me chuckle. You were sitting next to me. You probably heard me at some points. Like, 
I think when the characters were quipping back and forth and kind of just going off of each other, that actually worked to a certain extent. Now, when they try to set up these big jokes, that's when it doesn't work. Like, when they are actually like, okay, we're setting up. But when it's just the quick, fast-paced dialogue, I think that somewhat worked. Not all the time, but some of it did. Um, The drama, not so much. Um, The story, there's not much to it. And the stuff that is there is kind of like, eh. Like, it wasn't all... It wasn't... It left a lot to be desired, I'll say that. So, I, really, that's all I've got is just, there was, and, and what's the guy's name? Um, you talking about the blonde hair guy? Yeah, the one who was the con. Well, he's a, I mean, I thought, I, I, don't, I, I, I didn't hate him. I thought he had moments where I was like, okay, he was, that was really funny. But then. You're talking about the boyfriend? No, no. Oh, you're talking about the. The convict. Oh, okay. I know who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, Stephen Merchant, who's played, oh, yeah, who played Merchant. Walter. Yeah. But Walter. Duh. Um, st- so, yeah, Stephen Merchant. I thought he was actually pretty funny at times. Um, now, there are times where I'm just like, mm, that's not working. Like, he went too far into the character, and I'm just like, eh, no. Um, but, he was in Logan for you. For those yes, you yes, he was. He was. Um, so, I, again... There are decent things in this movie that help to keep it from being, for me at least, in the terrible, like, this is horrible range, you know? But uh, not too much. Do you have anything else, or do you want to move to negatives? Let's move into negatives, man. <laughs> oh, I've been waiting. I've All right, go for it, Ozzy. For this movie. Um, guys, I'm going to use a term that Carlos used, which is a very incorrect term to use for Manchester by the Sea, but go ahead and use it here because I feel like it's an appropriate thing to say about this movie. It's like a winding bat for this movie because I was expecting this emotional thing to happen and it never came because I have if they do have good like I'm thinking like okay this can be like a pretty good thing like emotional wise but it just doesn't doesn't affect me and they have a lot of dumb moments like her her ex-boyfriend dumped her, and it's like in the trailer. Yeah. And you see this other guy there, and he's only there for like five minutes. Like this Australian guy is only there for like. It is five such a minutes. random side story and that they completely forget. And he's a douchebag, anyways. Yeah. He's a complete douchebag, and like within like what I'm gonna say like four or three hours, everybody becomes like a little family. Or yeah. Something, and I'm just like, what the hell? Um, um, that I mean, that, that's me. a trope in movies. It didn't but... bother me as much, but the whole thing, this, here's where it completely threw me off. Okay, so. Don't try not to spoil it. Uh, there's something that happens. <laughs> there's something that happens with this old, with this lady and, and her ex-boyfriend. And then apparently he did something when he, when he was seven or something. And then she goes up to Andrew Kendrick and she's like, he's the best man in the whole entire world. <laughs> but she just said, like, <laughs> like an hour ago, she really didn't like the kid. I'm just like, yo, that was so stupid. That was so dumb. Well, the, here, the, this is the thing. This is what else he's kind of alluding to here is the, the character motivations and the character decisions, the things that these characters do in the movie just don't make any sense i mean you think about the dialogue doesn't make any sense either and this is my thing with the dramatic stuff 
a lot of it is just kind of really cheesy. I mean, that there's no getting around that. But there's a lot of it where it's just like, it honestly doesn't make any sense. There is a conversation that happens, this climactic, quote-unquote, conversation between Anna Kendrick and her ex-boyfriend, who, by the way, I don't think he's a very good actor. Um, but, yeah, so there's this climactic scene that happens between them, and they're talking about a conversation that happened when around the time they broke up. But the thing is, we don't see the conversation. We don't know who read the situation correctly, who didn't. So we don't, ha- we can't form an opinion on this conversation that's happening because it's about a conversation that we weren't privy to. So there, there's just a lot of kind of script issues in this movie, like that writing issues where you're just like, this doesn't work from a just a screenplay standpoint. You know what I'm saying? Um, so. Like I said, there's just a lot of moments like that with the drama and all those things. And then, like Ozzy was just saying, the way that this thing kind of wraps up, it does, like, it is the weakest wrap up I've seen in a while with the just, like, lazy, like, oh, this one thing that happened years ago changes every, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, so, and that's, that's the dramatic stuff. The, the comedy stuff, um, there, there's a lot that's just, man, I, like, I, I like parts of the dialogue, I already said that, but a lot of it, man, I, it just goes back down to the characters, and you're just like, they're not all that interesting of characters, the, a lot of the comedy is semi, like, it's almost like this movie would have been better if it was rated R, if they were allowed to be the full raunchy comedy, you know? I still don't even think it'd be that great, honestly. But but I think it would have helped with the comedy aspect of it at least. And oh, side note, this is something I thought about in the movie. I didn't bring it up to you yet. How many times did Anna Kendrick almost say the F word in this movie? All she said was the S word. <laughs> no, but I'm telling you, yeah. she said at least three times that I caught, but probably more, she would go, what the f and stop. And it was the most annoying thing. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Like, if you're... Uh, I just was like, why? Why even go that far if you're not even going to finish the work? Like, I, I don't even... Like, what? I'm not I'm not oh, saying, and... oh, you need to be cursing in movies all the time. But why start the word if you... It's just the, it's so annoying. She'd be like, what know. the... F- mm, yeah. Mm, <laughs> it's just like... Mm. <laughs> it was just something random that I was like, why do they keep doing that? Like, right. if it was one time, I'm like, okay, that happens in PG-13 movies all the time. Like, in Marvel... Movies they do that all the time, and like Colin, they did it too. yeah, and like once a movie where like some they'll start saying it and then something will happen to interrupt them. But I'm telling you, she did it so many times in this movie, and it's almost like she actually said it, and they just kind of in post they're just like, yeah, let's no, because <laughs> they didn't want it to be rated R. I'm just so like stupid. Yeah, whatever. Um, what else? What do you? What else you got? Lisa Kudrow and Craig Robinson's relationship. That whole storyline was. That was Pointless. so stupid. Um, why were they even married? <laughs> <laughs> it's so pointless. And the, when that when that um, relationship reaches its kind of moment, where you're just like, okay, this is what it's gonna, they're gonna start getting into it. But they only... they don't talk. They don't talk like normal human beings. Lisa Kudrow's character says something, and I'm just like, no normal human being would say that to another person. I'm just. I came here to do something. With some other person. I'm just, just like, what the frit? Nobody would say that to their husband. I'm just like, what? I don't know. And then he... I mean, 
I actually thought he was pretty good in the movie. I, I didn't. I thought he was. I okay. thought he was. Kind of I thought funny. he was all right. But like, there's something that she says that I, that that, and there's something that she says in the beginning of the movie, and then it happens in the end of the movie. I'm just like, why didn't you just do this in the first place? That's all she needed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I know. I think I think you know yeah. what I'm talking about. That's all she needed, and none of this would have happened. Yeah, and they <laughs> they allude to it earlier in the movie too. Um, but they, I'm just like that was that's that's a bad sign when they tell you that. But anyway, do you have anything else, or do you want to rate this movie? Let's go ahead and rate it. Yeah, we've been talking too long about this movie. <laughs> it's really depressing. Um, I'm depressed as thinking about it right now. I am at a 3.5. It's a bad movie. 3.5. Yeah. Dang man, I mean, it's a bad movie. I mean, there's no getting around it. I again, I think there's some things in there, but it's it's a bad movie. I'm at a solid three. All right. Yeah. <laughs> like we were hoping for good things, hoping for some sort of cute, kind of quirky rom com type thing, and yeah, it wasn't. It's, it's an indie movie. It, it was trying to be that cute, cutesy movie, and it wasn't. Yeah, it was really dumb. So, it's yeah, not, that's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Uh, hopefully, better things are on the horizon for Anna Kendrick, um, because I honestly believe she's a very good actress. So, um, all well, right. That's the great thing we saw her in was what. Uh, uh, what was that? Dave and who? Oh, days? Mike and Dave need wedding yeah. days. Yeah, I thought, yeah. Uh, that's a good movie. I, I really, I, I defend that movie. I, I will continue to do so. So will I. Um, it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. And as Bob mentioned a few minutes ago, do not forget that we will be having a new podcast on this very podcast feed featuring bob and miles and it'll be about movie news and basically whatever else they want to talk about uh, kind of like ours but on crack is how it's been described all right so don't forget about that but anyway let's throw it over now to the walking dead recap Welcome to the Walking Dead recap containing spoilers. And this show is otherwise known to Carlos as the Walker recap. Here with me, I have my co host for these recaps, Enrique Cheroboga. Man, how are you doing? I'm tired, but I'm here, just like last week. Oh boy. Um, I'm excited, man. I'm really, I'm really excited. Um, like I said earlier in the show, I'm excited for Beauty and the Beast is coming out this week. And. We actually had a great episode of The Walking Dead this week, and it all just took place in the kingdom. So, um, this is this is a really great episode, man. It was. Um, let's get let's get your overall thoughts. What did you think about this week's episode? It honestly was one of the best episodes of the season. It was really good. This was a very character driven episode, and I feel like it was written really well. There was like one or two moments that like kind of bothered me, but otherwise, I think everything just worked really well in this episode. Yeah, man. I mean, we had stuff. We had. I loved. I loved Ezekiel this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you can definitely see that he was getting sort of sort of pushed over the edge there. Um, let's talk about. Let's talk about Morgan this episode. Morgan. Morgan comes back. Um, 
he he kind of abandons his uh, his worldview this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, this was this was crazy to see because he's for the past season and a half now he's been saying, "Look, we need to preserve all life. We can't kill nobody. All life is precious," which is true. But I feel like in this particular apocalypse, you gotta it's war. It, it's war. You know, you gotta survive. Um, so we finally got to see him enraged and yeah. i loved what they did because he just it was like a lot of flashbacks of to what he's lost mm-hmm. and we actually saw what ben meant to him and that was awesome man i really loved the flashbacks and i just loved seeing morgan just like get pissed mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah um the way that he killed richard was crazy. Yeah. Just choked this man out. That was crazy. Um, what do you think about Richard's motives, and would you have done them yourself? No. I I mean, <laughs> Richard, he made some iffy choices, and I understand where he was going, but, like, still, it was a little off. And I like that the Saviors, or the, I forget the guy's name, I want to say it's Gavin. Yeah, Gavin. I mean, yeah, I like how he was mad at the other guy for shooting Ben. That was a very interesting because normally the saviors are really like cold and don't want to mention anything about it, but he was really pissed at the other guy for shooting him. I mean, well, yeah, because uh, the the kingdom and the saviors have a very very good understanding of, yeah, of one another. You know, what I'm saying they have the best they have the best relationship out of the hilltop and and Alexandria. So. For them to really, uh, for the saviors to kill one of the kingdom's people, that's a huge deal, you know, and that is, that's sort of breaking their, their relationship because they're already not on good terms with Alexandria. And mm-hmm. so that is, whew, that is just crazy. Um, and now I think I'm pretty sure it's confirmed now that Ezekiel wants to go to war with the saviors. Yeah. Which is, uh, dude, I'm, man, I am excited. I am excited to see all these, all this war really go down. Um, let's talk about Carol. So Carol also had, um, a bit, a bit of a character, um, a bit of a character growth here. She, she decided to move back into the kingdom. Mm Um, and she finally got the news about Abraham and Glenn, which mm-hmm. I, again, I was, I was excited to see that. I think that actress did great, did a great job portraying her emotions mm-hmm. there. Um, what do you think about all that? Do you think she should have been kept out of the dark? Um, do you like how they executed telling her? What, what do you think about all that? I think it was executed really well. I feel like in general, all these people need to communicate more, but I understand how in the setting of the world, that's going to be hard. Um, the acting was great in that moment. Um, yeah. And like in general, I think the moment itself was really good. I don't under Morgan frustrated me just like a little bit but i like throughout the season but like i like how both these characters are finally somewhat where we wanted them to be where morgan has abandoned his views and he's going to be a little more hardcore and carol's sort of coming back into her her old self yeah man i mean we we've missed carol and we're all been wondering like what the hell are they doing with carol Mm -hmm. um but they're gonna bring her back and i think i think this 
this is a good decision to bring her back because she's she's been separated from everybody for it's gonna be a full season now. Yeah. She hasn't seen anybody besides Daryl and Morgan, so um I, I don't know I seriously don't know what they were trying to do with her character, but um I'm glad to see that she is also gonna go to war and I do like that whole thing where she was like she goes up to Ezekiel, she's like, Get ready, we're gonna fight and he goes, We are, just not today. Um, what do you think Daryl's going to think about when he sees her and everything? What do you think? Daryl and Carol have a really interesting relationship, I guess you could say. Yeah, everybody's romantic. Everybody's been rooting for these guys. I feel like they're just going to have, like, the same moment they have all the time where they both cry and hug and then give each other a weird look and they're like, (laughs) ah, I see where they're going. Oh, man, people have been begging for that relationship for mm-hmm. years now, and <laughs> people were pissed off last season when uh, Carol just went to that other guy. Tobin. I forgot. What was his name? Tobin. Tobin, yeah. That was random. That was random as hell. Um, but, yeah, man, this was this was a really great episode. Mm-hmm. A lot of great moments. A lot of great character moments when it comes to Carol, Morgan, and Ezekiel, even Richard. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you going to miss Richard? Uh, I, I, I kind of liked him, but he was being a little weird at the end. So, like, I, yeah. I, I like that he died. <laughs> kind of. I, 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 he was kind of getting annoying. Um, I do wish that... I do wish that he would have stayed alive partially because I feel like I feel like he would have been a great asset to the war. Mm-hmm. But um, what do you think about that guy with the long hair just walking? I want that guy dead. I want that guy dead. Honestly, he starts everything. He was just so annoying. Like even the face he made when he walked away, he's like, I enjoyed it. Oh my gosh, I'm he's... excited for the future though for Morgan because like I thought like he's gonna be absolutely insane because when he killed him, but then he mentioned like. What Richard was right about to say is what we're with you now. So I'm like, maybe as a plan, but then at the end of the episode, we saw him sharpening his stick into a spear. Dude, and that I'm was like, he's lost was, it. That was symbolic right there. I'm glad that you mentioned that, man. Um, the next time Rick and Morgan meet, I mean, these, they're going to be at, um, Morgan's going to be at that level mm-hmm. of, um, of saying, yo, man, we need to, we need to take these guy this guy out. What do you think the, Getting into theorizing before we before we uh, get out of here, um, what do you think is gonna like? What is your theory for the season finale? Do you think do you think do you think we're gonna get to the point where Negan knows that all these that the kingdom, the Helltop, and Alexandria? Have I'm hoping at least we get like one battle. I I don't know if we're gonna hit that far, but I want things to just at least start. Where, like, something big happens, and then we see a little fight. And then, like, we see, like, the... We see, like, the main three people, like, planning what they're gonna do next in the room. That's my, like, dream season finale. Battle happens, and we see, like, Rick, Ezekiel, and then, like, Jesus just in a room, like, what do we do now? (laughs) And then, like, Shiva's just outside going, like, rah! That'd be (laughs) pretty... That'd be great, man. Um, I'm definitely excited this season... Since the se- since the mid season finale, this the, I, I would I would say this is the better half of season seven. Yeah, definitely the better half of season seven. Um, so guys, definitely check this out again. This is your Walking Dead spoiler recap, aka the Walkers recap, according to Carlos. 
Alright guys, we're gonna throw it over to the Star Wars Rebels recap with Carlos and Jesse. And we are back with another Rebels recap. Uh, we missed a week last week. We're sorry about that. But we're going to touch briefly on last week's, but mainly talk about this week's episode, I think. So. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, even though the next or le- the previous week's episode was probably kind of the more meaty episode with more things actually happening. But I, I, I actually did kind of enjoy this episode, not going to lie. Uh, you, you, you're talking about this week's? Yes. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it too. It just gave a little bit more depth to a character we've been seeing bits and pieces of. But before we discuss that too much farther, let me go back over Secret Cargo, last week's mission. So last week in Secret Cargo, they were uh, waiting to pick up some uh, Secret Cargo, and it turns out it was Mon Mothma. And of course they run into the Empire during all of this nonsense and have to fight against a TIE Defender, which... I highly recommend as a ship if you play the game Star Wars X-Wing, the miniatures game, which is really fun. You should check it out. But also, it's just a crazy, powerful TIE fighter with shields and a hyperdrive. And, I mean, if you know anything about Star Wars ships, that's just insane to put that on a TIE fighter. But anyway, they go against one of those, and then they succeed, of course, and we finally see them put together the Rebel Alliance right in orbit over Dantooine, which really sets up for the events prior to uh, A New Hope. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, like I said, really liked this, uh, or that episode, and um, it was, it was. I enjoyed seeing Mon Mothma. I don't know, like, it's not something like, I mean, I guess it is kind of major because she is a major character, but at the same time, it's not like, like a mind blowing thing to happen or anything, but it's just, it's cool to see characters that we know in these shows. I don't know. Even like when, uh, Lando was on, like, it's just, it's cool to see characters, you know? And that's why I was like really excited to see Mon Mothma. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't really see a whole lot of her on screen in any of this stuff, but I mean, in the books and stuff, she's super fleshed out. Like I'm reading through, uh, the aftermath books right now. And, uh, she's just got a lot of characterization built on her and, mm-hmm. uh, it was nice to just see her again. And now that I have that background information on her, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah. And then it was really cool to see a, uh, her send out a hologram at the end, like renouncing her ties to the Senate yeah. and basically proclaiming herself as an enemy of the empire. Mm-hmm. And everybody responded. Like we saw the entire rebel fleet come Yeah, and it was, it was really cool. That, then that's the thing that I think the show does really, really well is kind of showing us <clears> the, like, I mean, the beginnings of the rebellion, the rebellion or the rebel alliance. It's it, like things that we don't think about. Like you see when you watch the um, episode four, you kind of see it. You're like, OK, there's a rebel alliance. Cool. You don't think about how difficult and how complicated it would have been to kind of band together all these rebel cells and how all these leaders are openly against the empire and that probably wasn't easy to do and i think that this show does a great job in this that episode was a perfect example of showing um just how 
complicated the whole the entire situation was and how and or could could have been and how um just difficult it would have been to to say like i'm <laughs> i'm part of the Re- rebel alliance and to kind of start that you know yeah i mean uh and it was really cool to me like in episode four, we see a lot of different ships, but we really only see like we don't see that much variety in them, and yeah. we're all really familiar with them. But then, when you watch Rogue One, mm-hmm. you see all these different ships in the Alliance. You're like, well, where are all of these? Well, of course, we know how Rogue One ends and <laughs> all of that. But we get to see all those ships again here in this episode at the end, and mm-hmm. they they're all coming together. And then we're like, wow, this is really setting up to for the movies to take over. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, there's going to be another season after this, of course, but definitely. do you so think one we, more season or two? Just some random uh, side question. I'm not sure. Uh, I could really see either one. And as much as I like the show, I think it's time for them to wrap it up next season. Mm-hmm. And like, because I mean, there's only so far you can stretch out the story before you catch up to the movies. And then, and it's time to cover some new material. Exactly. And I know they've got they've got something in the works already. I know, but mm-hmm. I'm being I'm interested to see what that is. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So then we'll, let's move on to this week's episode, mm-hmm. Double Agent Droid, where we had AP Five, the um, Professor Snape sounding uh, droid that where they had that's always really snooty, uh, and Wedge Antilles who. Uh, is getting a lot more characterization now. He had he was super popular in the EU, but then of course that was all wiped clean. He was just a side character, and now he's getting built back up through this and through the novels, which is really awesome to see. And then Chopper, the three of them all going on a mission to steal some. Uh, I don't remember what are they what were they stealing? <laughs> um, I can't remember some sort of. It's not important, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think it was super important. Uh, but they were stealing network or access to. Oh, they were know. they were stealing something about the uh, blockade over Lothal. Yeah, so they could attack yeah. Lothal. That's what this is all building to. Um, but anyway, through it, um, we come across these. It cuts at one point to. Uh, this whole ship full of mm-hmm. uh, cyborgs, kind of like Lobot from Empire Strikes Back, yep. with the thing on the back of their head, and they're all calculating percentages and stuff like that. And they take over Chopper. They basically like hack into him and take him over, and they have to go up against Chopper basically uh, throughout the rest of the episode because he's locked them in a hold. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and it was just kind of. That, it was just kind of fun. Not yeah. a whole lot of revelation through it Not or anything. Not much at all, really. <laughs> yeah, no, none besides building up AP5 character and Chopper's relationship with the rest of the crew. Yes. Um, but yeah. it was fun to watch, I thought. But you I, go ahead. You I agree. Um, see, before this episode, before I watched this episode, I had already heard a review for this episode. Um, on Collider Jedi Council, and basically, they, sorry, um, I normally don't, but I was listening, and, you know, it happened. Um, but they had described this episode as, like, it's, it's a droid episode. I mean, it, that's just, and while I understand that, because the droid episodes are kind of, kind of infamous on these shows, um, or, I mean, I guess in Clone Wars, you could also put the Jar Jar episodes in that category as well, um, I thought this one was actually kind of fun. I I didn't like. I think it was, was it either earlier this season or maybe last season. We had a like 
an R2 and C3PO episode, and I was just like, okay, whatever. Um, but this one, I actually really lo- like. It was a unique idea, a unique concept to kind of have one of the members of the team kind of be taken over, and of course, it has to be Chopper because that's the only one that really makes sense. But I actually thought, like you said, it was really fun. It was a kind of a fun adventure. Um, not even the villain, while it's kind of just a throwaway villain, at the same time, like, it's cool to see those kind of cyborg type things, like you were talking about, those android type things. Yeah, um, we've only ever seen, like, one of those. Exactly. And in anything. And just seeing how, like, like, if, if you read, um, some of the Star Wars comics, then, uh, you'll get some of Lobot's backstory mm-hmm. and know that he was kind of, Upgraded by the Empire as well, but he mm-hmm. kept some of his individuality. And you can even see that in this episode. You can see everybody has a very robotic voice, except for what the, the one they call the controller, yeah. who you can tell has more personality still left in him. And mm-hmm. I thought that was just really interesting. Yeah. And I, I'm not, I, I haven't been <coughs> the biggest fan of the one that I called Discount K2SO. Um, he, he, whatever. But I actually kind of liked his dynamic in this episode and the, I, I'm kind of starting to care about the relationship between them and Chopper just because it's actually kind of funny at times. Um, yeah. The one thing I didn't like, though, and this was my biggest negative for the episode, is the end got really dumb, and I was just like, okay. It was kind of funny at the very, very end, but really, like, the the entire, like, thing with him being left out in this in space and um, him, like, being like, oh, it's so nice and calm out here, and I'm just like, okay, well... But see, I thought that was real. I was about to say that that, that I really enjoyed that because really? I thought it was funny. Uh, yeah. But I think I enjoyed it because I'm pretty sure that this robot is based off of um, the robot that Alan Rickman played in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, who was just <laughs> depressed all yeah. the time. Yeah. And was happy when he died because he was like, finally rest. Mm-hmm. And it was that. That's why I compared this guy to Snape because he. He just yeah. kind of has the same kind of voice. So he's definitely based off that. So that just kind of helped me remember that movie, which is really not that great a movie, honestly. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I, I there's, there's not too much to say about this episode because, like you said, nothing, not much really happens. It's just kind of fun. So Yeah. And last week's, I mean, we had a lot of that development that was really cool, but mm-hmm. honestly not. The less happened in last week's episode, like structurally, like actually happening on screen, I think, than this week. This week was more of an adventure and more fun, but last week had all that meat that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, it's almost like the things that did happen last on last week's episode were more consequential. And while there was more stuff, like you're saying, happening in this episode, it's just not as like. It's kind of meaningless stuff, you know, just, yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, they're all, I mean, basically because of how the show works and because of the obscene amount of episodes, they, this is how, this is how it works. You have to have all these filler episodes before we get to the big episodes, which we're going to get next week. So I'm very excited about that. Yes. Let me go ahead and do a rundown. We've only got three episodes left in this season. Next week is called Twin Sons, and we know we're getting an Obi-Wan and Darth Maul confrontation, at least, on Mm -hmm. Tatooine. We haven't seen anything that implies it. Well, any shots of a duel, I don't think, in any of the trailers or anything. 
but we've definitely seen them confronting one another. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we're all really excited for that, of course. And then the two-part finale, Zero Hour, is the week after that, which I'm not sure if that's they're splitting that up into two separate weeks for the two episodes or just showing them back-to-back. I, I think don't it'll know. be back-to-back, probably. Yeah, I've only got one date here on the database thing. But Okay. Yeah, it'll probably be back-to-back. That's They tend to do those, like, quote unquote movies or whatever but they're not it's just two episodes but <laughs> yeah so no so next week we're having fan service and then the week after that we get the cum- culmination of the season yeah. so <laughs> uh i i'm definitely kind of ready for these last three episodes or two episodes i guess um just because like i said these seasons are way too way too long so yeah i'm ready like they've been nerfing thrawn so much this season like i'm there have been moments where I've been like, yes, that's so Thrawn. And then other times I'm just like, no, no, no. <laughs> and I understand. I understand it's a kid's show. Yeah. But this season should have been like super dark, in my opinion. And mm-hmm. then next season they should start building up hope. Yeah. Which, I mean, it still might end that way. The ending might pay off in the end, but we'll see. All right. Well, that was our recap of... Uh, Star Wars Rebels, um, season three, episode, what episode number is this? I don't know. 19. 19. 18 and 19. Yeah. Um, so thanks for joining us for that. Jesse, where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at Colonel Swink. Awesome. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cheery456. And, um, make sure you follow screen follows all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, YouTube, we got tons of great stuff on there, including the Bachelor recaps, with it, which have ended, but I mean, they're still entertaining as crap, so go and enjoy them. Um, but yeah, so thank you for joining us for this entire episode, and thank you for joining us for the Rebels recap. We will be back on Saturday, so be sure to check that out. This is Screenfellas. Help me,